0: Long ago, the television actor was on your TV
1: show. The podcaster was discussing the TV show on their podcast. And And never never the the twain twain shall meet. But those days are long dead. In the age of the TV rewatch podcast, actors have invaded the podcast scene.
0: And stolen the hard-earned downloads from regular working Joes, and Jims, and Jacobs. And with nowhere else to turn, no other respite or avenue, there was only one direction to
1: go. One unexplored land. Shows what you know, the podcast about television, is dead. And from its ashes rises, the podcast about the podcasts about television. Welcome to a new era. Welcome to a new land.
0: Welcome to Office Ladies. The Office co-stars and best friends, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, are doing the ultimate The Office rewatch podcast for you. Each week, Jenna and Angela will break down an episode of The Office and give exclusive behind the scenes stories that only two people who were there can tell you. Ah, yes, Jacob. It's a new avenue for us because, you know, we've discussed some of the classics. We've discussed The Sopranos. We've discussed uh, Cobra Kai. You know, we even we watched The Handmaid's Tale back when it was good. Uh, we even discussed Mr. Robot for a little while. <laughs> we've we've gone through television shows, Westworld, we've run the gamut where we're like, we'll, we'll do this show, we'll do this show. And then it's like as we're finishing the Sopranos, uh, we started noticing the era of the celebrity TV rewatch podcast was on the rise. And how a couple like regular folks like you and I supposed to you know mark our territory in the podcast game i feel like we just have to give our expert advice to these actors who think they can step in and be podcasters
1: i think um the office ladies themselves said it best. How could anyone compete? It's only the people who are there who could give you these proper insights that they're aiming to deliver. And in short, we've been muscled out of the industry. So, you know, we're we're shutting down, shows what you know, as it were, it is dead and gone. And now we're going to review actors reviewing their own television shows i i don't i think it's the only reasonable thing for us to do at this point if i'm being honest so i i want to make this clear you're listening to a new podcast right now it's it's a new era we're getting here now before the actors get in on this right like before they start reviewing before minor actors from the office start reviewing each other's podcasts, <laughs> we get in here because we can still do this. We can be vicious and cruel to these people in a way that they can't be to themselves. Not that we, we will be just because. We're not bitter, obviously. We're not bitter. Um, no. But we are going to discuss these podcasts that are discussing television shows. So every episode we'll discuss a different podcast that is discussing a different television show and we'll review how good they're of a job they're doing of actually making a companion show for that. Yes. Show.
0: Just to be clear, because we know this is this, this, there's layers to this. Just to be clear, like Office Ladies is just what we're discussing here. We'll we'll get into some other television rewatch podcasts. We're not going to review every single episode of Office Ladies. So hit that subscribe button. Uh and I mean just to, to break into a little bit of Office Ladies, it's because to us it's one of the it may not be the very first but it's one of the first, at least that we're familiar with, of yeah, these television actors rewatching their show. I mean, we know that there's the Scrubs one. Of course, there's the Sopranos one. There's a goddamn plethora of these out there. But this I think one, that's, the-
1: sorry to cut in, but yeah. like that has to be one of the reasons that we're actually doing this to highlight to you once you start picking at the scabs, there's yeah. the big ones, right? But yes. there are a lot of these shows, and that's kind of—it's a weird world that we've only just started to dive into in our spare time. And we were like, you know what? Let's explore this. Let's expose it. But sorry, go on. You were saying Office Ladies, possibly one of the first, or at least one of the yes. biggest. Yes,
0: it did premiere on the Earwolf platform, uh, October sixteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, uh, Pam. Uh, yeah, the act- the actresses that played Pam Beasley and Angela Martin deconstruct each of the show's episodes and offer behind the scenes commentary that only two people are there could tell you uh they also respond to fan questions they're sometimes joined by guests uh although the the, specifically the episode we are discussing is the dundies which is actually only their seventh episode so it is Mm -hmm. fairly early in the run um which may be a little unfair with some of these other shows we might look a little deeper but we're also looking for kind of a pivotal episode in the show so there's a lot that goes into this
1: Uh. (laughs) yeah they're on they're on episode 145 at the moment as at the time we're recording this so you know they might might do things slightly differently but you're totally right we're looking for if not a start point for this trend of actors reviewing their own shows at least we know that this is a you know this is a pivotal one this is an influential one as far as its timing about three years ago slightly before the pandemic started at which point Mm. we were seeing a flood of these so that's why starting with one of their early episodes makes more sense as we try to understand the appeal, uh, the reach. We're going to be looking at, you know, I want to make this clear. We're not reviewing The Office. We're going to be reviewing this podcast. We're going to talk about how good are they at recapping their episode? How many cool inside stories do we actually get they're doing a lot of big promising uh promises what about their business acumen uh web design intro music all this stuff uh and i think it is only appropriate to look at an early episode and the Dundees as well is even though we're not reviewing the Dundees, but it's the s- seventh episode right of the office the first episode of season two it's where the office starts coming into its own the u.s version as its own show separate to the sort of weak imitation of the UK version that it was in its first season when it starts to actually grow. Uh, and I can tell you right off the bat, we'll, we'll get into it, but Jenna Fisher in this episode, she comes out the gate swinging. She uh, has a bunch of anecdotes. I find out almost immediately that this Dundee's idea is based on Greg Daniels, the creator uh, of, of the US version of The Office. He did this competition on King of the Hill. Uh, with his employees, and called it the Swampies. They even were using the same little businessman statuettes. So even like a minute in, I'm like, you know what? Fair play. Fair play to you, Jennifer. Well,
0: I didn't know that we're getting there already. I would actually argue that these initial... So yeah, I mean, we're kind of just getting right into it. These initial factoids felt like Wikipedia to me. They did not feel like... Mm. uh, and, Mm. And maybe I'm being... I could be being overly critical... But that felt like something that uh, Greg Daniels just said in an interview. Like, we probably could have found that, like, if we were discussing the Dundies. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're still going to – It's. I guess it's a good point to start on because they are opening their show with their – do they have a name for it? Fast Facts. Called? Yes, they Fast Facts. That's what it made. was. Yeah.
1: They start their episode with three Fast Facts, which do you well, have a little bit of a feeling of, yeah, being pulled from a trivia section on Wikipedia? Let me back it up just a little bit. Uh, Well, because also,
0: I mean, obviously uh, with podcasts that make money, unlike ourselves, um, you, you, they have ad deals, but it's not like, you know, from my understanding, this is not hard coded in the episode. Like it's like, I'm getting modern ads, even though this is from a few years ago, I'm not saying anything new. I think people do are aware of this, but I was also um, curious
1: if we're getting the same ads. You know what's really interesting? I didn't get any ads. I just got them saying they're going to an ad break. The jingle plays. The jingle plays again. And then they continue. So what what kind of... Are you getting ad reads from them or just ads? No, from them. I got like... uh, So I can't uh, even review that. I can't even talk about it. But I want to hear your... Does it start with an ad?
0: Yes. I got five ads. There's a TikTok ad (laughs) at the beginning. The TikTok, it was about... some sort of parent help feature of TikTok or something to minimize screen time so but that sounds awesome
1: I support that w- idea yes.
0: it puts me in the mind space of like okay like they're going this is a mommy podcast so I'm probably gonna be harsh because I, I I'm realizing I'm not the audience really because this is mm-hmm. for for mommies out there driving their kids to you know soccer practice or whatever and like sometimes they get a little edgy and they watch The Office on Netflix or whatever and listen to, you know, best friends, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Now, they that's do, my they other do thing. Say a
1: lot of, they say a lot of time how best friends. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Jim, and I feel like I'm, I'm being catty, but I can't help it. Jim, Jim, I, I, I want to say that <laughs> I think we're very good friends. You're yes. not my best friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right. You know, and that's okay. We work together at yeah. cool stuff together and I love hanging out, but we don't have to be best friends. And apparently they are best friends to the degree that their uh, book that they've gotten out of this uh, is called office BFFs. Uh, mm. So they've actually gotten a, 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 probably a New York times bestseller. I didn't look into it, but presumably all books are, um, Sorry, I, I cut in. I cut in there, no. but basically, I didn't get the ad read, so I didn't start out with this negative sort of uh, yeah. "oh, mommy podcasts" vibe, which also is yeah. I don't know, Jim. Are you coming in with a slightly gendered kind of uh, aggression <laughs> here? Potentially? I'm not. Tr- Maybe I'm not
0: trying to, but also I, I'm glad. Like I was thinking the same thing because I was like, yeah, I don't think Jacob and I would be like, oh, we're best friends. Uh, we're very good friends, obviously. But, like, I bet it. Know.
1: Well, if we had 200 million downloads and a billboard on yeah. Times Square, like this podcast, we might say we're best friends. So, and they, and
0: I did make a note. And again, I feel like I'm going to be catty at the beginning here, but like, it doesn't, I don't feel like it feels natural. Like, honestly, I, it took like Angela sounds like Angela, but Jenna Fisher didn't sound like Jenna Fisher to me because it sounds like she's doing a very like, uh, I describe it as like retail voice. Like if you ever, you know, store and someone's trying to sell you something I'm like, Oh, Hey, what can I help you with? And mm. I can't fully blame her for that. Cause again, this is only the seventh episode. You're doing a podcast. You 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 definitely want to bring in different energy. You want to be like up and, and, and energetic. So it's, I'm not being super critical of that, but it definitely came off initially as very grating on my ears. <laughs> interesting okay
1: yeah i didn't i didn't run into that problem either also i just assume that's maybe it's just cuz i i give a bit of leeway because they're uh americans they're from the us and i've done so many like corporate training things where mm. americans like there's uh, so many things are in this voice and this cadence and I, uh, it does not exist here, you know? So to me, that's just what Americans sound like. So I'm like, Oh yeah, she's perfectly normal. And I know I'm being racist and that, I think that's okay.
0: So you don't even have like an Irish or Swedish version of like someone trying to sell you a TV. Like, hi, tired, or she, <laughs> like something like that.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I, I can't really do it. Of course you can be like switched on and more friendly than usual, yeah. but just that. Because that's what cadence. I'm referring
0: to. Like, that's what okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I,
1: again, I, I didn't experience that, but maybe that's because I didn't get five ads. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But it's that, also it, just. Yeah. Go on. Go ahead. You go. We're in a fucking standoff yeah, here. You go. We're gonna fucking... fucking go. You go, you motherfucker. <laughs> right.
0: Well, I was gonna say, as you already brought up, we get into the fast facts, and yeah, the first, the one out the gate. Well, what's what's also hilarious with the fast facts, and I don't know if this is part of the bit, but yeah, like right off the gate, like Jenna Fisher's like, you know, breaking down where the idea came from, et cetera, and I don't know if it's part of the bit where Angela is like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I I guess I was there. Because she's like, we always get the question, where did this come from? Or what was this? It's like, "Uh, I don't know. And then Jenna Fisher's like, well, no, actually it was blah, 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 blah. But I don't know if she's playing a character or if it is like, I mean, she was definitely way more of a background character in the early seasons. Maybe she wasn't paying attention to some of this shit because she was a essentially glorified extra uh, until they started using her a bit more. I mean, I'm probably being a little harsh, but like, she definitely became more of a character as the show went on. Yeah,
1: I, um, I think uh, Angela K- Kin- Kinsey is yep. at a disadvantage uh, because she has less likable character. I know a lot of people might hate Pam these days, but generally speaking, she's she, from from me. She has I I don't connect as much with Angela, right? But it did feel so. I might be speaking from um, you know being biased based on that is what I'm saying, but. her she didn't seem to bring as much as Jenna to the table. And maybe Mm. that's part of the concept because could be that, you know, she's the listener surrogate to some extent. But if we compare uh, Jenna's fast facts, which at the start, uh, she brings in these three fast facts and or four, and they're kind of, they might be a bit Wikipedia trivia, but then when Angela brings in her random cards, 32 minutes into the podcast, it's almost Uh, like a balance point. Um, One of her, random cards is that in this episode creed picks his teeth uh and i think that's right we're supposed to think that's kind of gross or whatever and it's kind of calling out some weird continuity errors etc and it seems more based on hey i watched this show and i spotted this and that's you know fine you can do that to an extent but it did feel like jenna was starting out with some more insight into the show which might be uh on purpose and might not
0: yeah yeah and i feel like i I probably was going in with the attitude of like who the fuck do these ladies think <laughs> they are stepping into the podcast realm because sure. even yeah with the fa- with the back to the fast facts then they get into like the the structure around like the season two pickup and how uh this was originally supposed to be the pilot uh, is which was jenna was saying which I feel like usually you know you shit on like networks like oh network notes are shit but like given their their imitation of the original office is not a good pilot either but I honestly don't think this would be a good pilot I mean I guess it probably was in maybe a bit different iteration I guess it probably wouldn't have had like the Pam and Jim stuff because it's like it feels like the whole payoff of that is that there's at least a little bit more of a build-up to it but then again maybe it did and as they point out, there's the Dundee in the opening credits. So, like, yeah, it does kind of prove that maybe they wanted this to be the pilot. And then it, like, I forget if it's in this point or later on, they talk a little bit about how it was the third episode they filmed, and maybe even could have potentially have been the the sixth airing because they were only picked up for six episodes at the time. Yeah, it could
1: have been the series finale as far as they knew at the time of filming, right?
0: Mm. But then, mm-hmm. oh, where did my thing go? But then they start... Re- I'm all out of focus. What's going on? I get the fucking yeah. the office ladies. Yeah, come on. Focus, Anyways. Jim. This is a visual guy. Yeah, He's actually out of
1: focus on the camera.
0: But then they started reeling me in because she's talking about the 40-year-old virgin premiere and her dress. Yep. And then I'm like, I got to look this up. And I look up the dress. Yep. There's the ribbon that she's talking about. Did she pee on the ribbon? She's talking about her Target underwear. Now, this is not stuff I'm seeing on Wikipedia. This is the juicy good bits. <laughs> So yes. uh, my, uh, you're uh, right. tip of my calf to Jenna Fisher here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, it's a g- good point. And uh, the way we're going to structure this podcast is you you won't necessarily have needed to listen to the episode of the thing that we're discussing, right? So to give you yeah. just a small bit of context, these fast facts at the beginning, uh, you know, it's just like you're saying, talking about maybe the... Maybe this would have been the pilot episode of The Office U.S. entirely. Uh, maybe mm. it would have been the finale of season two, and maybe even the finale of the series. I think that's interesting, regardless of like I'm sure it may have been discussed, uh, considered, etc. But it is interesting because this episode is widely considered where the show kind of comes into its own, or you know, yeah. season two more broadly. But this is the first one. I even remember the first time I was watching the show, and I didn't enjoy the first season at all, and then here. They're doing their own thing. There's kind of a breath of fresh air. They start making uh, Michael Scott more kind of... Uh, he, he has redeeming moments, recurring redeeming moments in each episode, which is something they discuss in this episode. Um, so all of that is very interesting to me. But you're right. like Eventually they get into... Here's what was happening around that time. That's kind of unrelated. Uh, The 40 year old Virgin had just hit theaters like the week before shooting this. And obviously it was like a massive hit. So Steve Carell was just about blowing up at this point. And as they were just talking about, the show might've been canceled and yet it wasn't. So Jenna's then telling the story about a minor wardrobe malfunction at the premiere of the 40 year old Virgin. And you know what once i'm once i got there i've made the same note myself at this point i'm enticed i'm like yes, yes this is what i want this is this is the kind of stuff that we signed up for and we're only like 10 minutes in into like one hour podcast at this point so i'm like yeah okay we're we're, we're getting we're getting some stuff i'm already feeling any resistance being whittled away uh from me and mm-hmm. i i think i came into it with less aggression from the start uh, compared yeah. to you anyway
0: and then poor angela's contr- uh contribution contribution is um I didn't know you were supposed to walk the red carpet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's rough. I just went in. I just went in the theater. And then, yeah, we're
1: hearing about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I I was just going to be mean to Angela, so go on. (laughs) Then
0: we're hearing about Steve Carell. He's a fucking down-to-earth guy. He had a trailer full of ants. He had a small dressing room. All these details. What a great guy that uh, left their show prematurely because he couldn't stand them anymore. Um... (laughs) but then i get into ad number three. Oh no ad number two would you yeah
1: I, I i said yeah the f- 13 minutes in is the first non-ad break uh where again i just get a jingle well actually i didn't get any jingles at the start i just got the intro which i guess we should talk about as well at some point maybe we can play it uh, oh but, yes yeah, i well because we the that. thing is i, I yeah,
0: I'm, well. I'm harsh on their ads but again i guess it's not an easy thing to do especially if you're like they're fairly new but uh but then again these ads, the ads are not aren't aren't yeah new. i just i yes. just reminded myself yeah these ads are not cuz i got an ad for Macy's gift finder cuz hey it's the holiday season it's never too early to start shopping right now for your holidays so go to Macy's gift finder and then also simply safe which is like a security uh, system or something like that like buy these gifts for christmas keep the rabble out so they don't fucking steal your Christmas as well so a nice little two for here of the joys of the holidays and the reality of crime uh (laughs) as we lead into the tiny hair products that they keep talking about that were in the men's trailers can you believe the tiny hair brushes that do you remember this part (laughs)
1: I must have zoned out <laughs> at this yeah. part. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember the tiny uh, well. They, or whatever.
0: They get into, or unless am I might jump in the gun, because they get into, I think this is around the same part. They talk, mm. so, They start dancing around the idea of how people are always asked, like, why does Steve looks so different? And I specifically remember that, even though, I remember this, even though, um, spoilers, mm. I didn't have time to watch the Dundies, uh, Rewatch the Dundies. I just listened to their podcast but i remember in season 1 now i don't know if it's just because steve carell has thinning hair or if they tried to give him thinning hair i mean i assume he just had thinning hair but like in season 1 they really like i think they leaned into it as the goof like cuz they mentioned that he slicked his hair back and when it was slicked back you could kind of see his scalp and i think they leaned into that as the goof of like you know he's the david brent the michael scott character but then As they mentioned, I guess he got in. I don't know why he would get in shape for the old virgin. I think he's got in shape because he started getting paid a lot of money. (laughs) And now he's now he has a trainer and he's getting in shape. And now he's a fucking Hollywood. He's a big star. So he's not going to let them show his thinning hair. He probably had some shit done to his hair. He's he's tan and buff now. So, yeah, he's he's a he's a good looking actor.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, But then anyways,
0: but then they start talking about the men's trailers and they keep mentioning how like. John Krasinski and like Steve Carell, they had these little tiny brushes that they would use, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, look at how tiny they are!"
1: I get you. I only remember the ants from the trailers. If I'm yes. being honest, so they did talk about him his visual transformation, which is kind of in line with the a, a little bit of new life for the Office uh, characters being styled closer to where they land in the long term scope of the show rather than the season one malaise. Um, So. Yeah, uh, they, they get into, after this first ad break, I think they get into kind of the proper um, kind of recap of the episode, going through it bit by bit. But they're not afraid to take a detour into, now we're talking about what Michael Scott looks like, now we're talking about this or that. And yeah, well, I guess that's kind well, of the meat of it, right? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask just what you think but of this whole section.
0: This is what I want to kind of get into in this podcast in general. Because I'm start- I'm wondering, although... I don't know what else you could do, because obviously they're doing a rewatch, but I almost feel like they sh- these shows, they shouldn't be doing a beat by beat breakdown of the episode. Am I wrong in thinking this? Am I putting too much on them?
1: Well, I think it's a very easy thing to give you structure to what you're talking about. Sure, Uh, I mean, it's what we've done for The Sopranos, for example. Uh, It just is an easy way to go through it, and as I was saying, I think they're not really afraid to go off-book in one direction or another, right? Like, they get to the part where they're talking about filming in the Chili's, uh, or, like, most of the episode takes place in, in this, like, restaurant. So when they get to that, it's not like they're talking about every single shot. They're talking about what it was like to sh- film in this location because it's the first time they've filmed not in the office basically. Mm. And so like they do, they do get into that stuff and it kind of things spring up from it. But what do you think, what would be a good structure for them to do uh, on a show like this? It's
0: well, it's tough. Cause yeah, I'm like critiquing it, but I also don't have a great idea yet. <laughs> Cause I'm just thinking about not just office ladies. I'm not trying to be unfair to them. I'm thinking, like, as we get into more of these shows, it's almost like. You want, like... like,
1: a mini documentary about that episode. You don't want someone just talking. You don't want, like, a yeah. uh, commentary track on a DVD.
0: Yes. It's almost like, yeah, we, like, I feel like us as podcasters, we could do the episode synopsis and get Because we're, we're. Although I guess they're doing a similar thing in a different way because we're doing it to, yeah, break down the beats, but also relate them to like what we're trying to do is bring more insight into some of the story choices or how they make us react or feel. And then what that what we think that means for what they're trying to say about the characters. I mean, I guess in a way they're doing a similar thing, but they're then just relating it to whatever they're uh you know behind the scenes story is like when angela gets to tell us that the abandoned restaurants near where she bought her uh scuba gear or whatever and I, uh, I didn't realize so much oh, <laughs> i didn't realize until now we're talking about it that she brings absolutely nothing to the show and i i don't mean to be mean but again yeah. maybe it's because it's still early the, she's going to have more fruitful storylines in the future we know this
1: yeah uh well she they are best friends so maybe that's how she got a spot on this coveted podcast i don't know um yeah no i it is funny but i again yeah it's episode seven we don't want to be too harsh and i think in the overall sense there's uh there's a fair bit to talk for them to get into you know it really is Um,
0: unfair to her because yeah uh, jenna has this huge this is an arc that's you know we're seeing just even the beginning of it that's going to go on for years that she gets to talk about and you know, obviously she plays a huge part in the episode and then yeah, Angela's in the background and maybe has a couple lines and some scowls. So she doesn't get to bring a lot to it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah.
1: I was going to say about this main bit where they're kind of recapping stuff. They're going off into different directions as they kind of see fit when, when things pop up for me, I feel like this is, it's a good groove. And, um, you know, we're, we're reviewing this podcast, not the office. And what it, what it did to me was at one point I was off just reading articles about the office while still listening. Mm. Like, uh, there would be things they'd mention. I was like, Oh, is that right? I should find that article. And like you said, or look up the pictures of her at the 40 year old Virgin, uh, premiere. So all of a sudden I'm just reading about how Mindy Kaling's children might be BJ Novak's, but she's never revealed who the father was. And there's comments on rumors, etc. But at wow. the same time, I'm still listening to the podcast. So yeah, what I'm saying is it got me searching for more while I'm still listening and to be honest, I think I enter a type of fugue state at this point where all that I live in is this nostalgia for this time. Like we, the podcasters, we can bring forth this nostalgia and we explore our internal reaction to the show as we're watching it. Um, But now I get to be kind of I, I get to vicariously live through these office ladies nostalgia, which means I am one of the actors and I'm just fondly remembering, not just viewing the show, but I'm like living through their nostalgia for the time and what was happening and not knowing what the office would grow into. Mm. And I feel like I'm on the inside of something like I'm hanging out now. Now we're best friends. I'm one of the BFFs. Yeah. So I think this is a key aspect of why shows like this that feature the actors, of what they can do that's unique. And I think we'll see more of it on the better of the podcasts that we review, that we're actually not just finding out a story of this or that. We're actually hooked into, like these podcasts, they're only successful with shows, you know, that are massive or have a cult following or whatever. And what comes with that is a nostalgia for that time of when you were watching it. But it kind of, you know, now it's like, I wouldn't sit down to watch a documentary about the office necessarily, but now it's like, I'm there. Like I'm in that little trailer with ants crawling over all over me with fucking Steve Carell, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that's a profound breakdown on maybe why these things scratch an itch. And it ties in a little bit to stuff I've mentioned to you where I want to get into how the modern day reunion these days, since everyone has social media where like people you went to high school with, you already know what they're up to the mm-hmm. the modern day reunion is the the movie or tv revival uh like it's like oh i mean i know so and so from high school has two kids i don't talk to them but i have saw on their instagram or their facebook they have two kids they're married they live in minnesota now but mm-hmm. what's zach morris up to these days he's the mayor of california i mean he's the mayor of la or whatever or, or you know what's What's, uh, fucking, I mean, who else are they b- wheeling out? Yeah. What's Johnny Lawrence up to these days? And now it's an even deeper layer an extension to that is what you're tying it into is like, Oh, what's Jenna Fisher. Like I'm hanging out with Jenna Fisher at the reunion and we're just BSing about the old days on set. So now That's it's it. like, yeah, the things we weren't even there for, <laughs> we get to, yes, uh, vicariously be like yeah I was there you know making the office it was tough we didn't know it was going to be a hit and then it was a hit wow it was amazing although you're in this fugue state you're missing the stories about the tiny hair products you might not have you might have missed the Karnak was Greg's first joke fact the bit they do that's uh, a good
1: factoid um the computer (laughs)
0: screens like what is and isn't allowed on the computer screens and that was good like
1: as as someone who's very interested in TV production, I found that yeah. very interesting of them being yelled at for, you know, having a Coke or whatever, because that's branding, like, no, you can't have this on your screen. Uh, all of that was interesting. But I, yeah, on what you were saying, that's I, at first I thought you were saying that the modern reunion is... You, you, you reconnect with fans of the sh- like your friends who were fans of the show when the reunion happens, but that's not what no. you're saying at all. You're saying no. the same experience you would have gotten out of going to a high school reunion uh, 10 years after the fact, you get yep. through the parasocial relationships that we've cultivated with these celebrities after the fact uh, and throughout whatever media they've made that you enjoy. I think yes. that's really interesting because things like this, these podcasts, And just the presence of celebrities on social media, of course, it's what brings them closer to us, seemingly, which makes us more engaged, which makes us far more likely to turn out in droves whenever there is a remake or a reunion. I mean, we have a whole podcast on Cobra Kai, which obviously is dead now like all our other podcasts because this is the only (laughs) podcast we make, but you can still find it at showswhatyouknow.com where we talk about a lot of nostalgia stuff. Um, But I think that's really a, a really good point as well, that we're kind of living out a lot of what might have been happening in face-to-face i do sound like our social media has come and ruined everything i don't necessarily think it's bad it's bad for us the podcasters because our space is being you know uh (laughs) fucked up but uh yeah it's a very interesting point
0: well because it's like yeah basically the modern day like oh that insufferable annoying smart girl from from school and then when you meet up with her 10 years later and she's kind of a mess is rory gilmore now so you're like ha, ha rory gilmore <laughs> you ain't got your shit together and you can take the small solace in that like hey my life ain't doing so great but neither is rory gilmore because i got to check
1: in with her like 12 years later and see what's going on <laughs> yeah i think that's a great point um We also, yeah, we have in this episode, I put under a heading, I put a sign of the times in the episode of the Dundies. We have Michael Scott doing an Asian character called Ping uh, with what Ah. can only be described as um, racist overtones. But it's kind of like presented as like he's being a racist, and there's like an Asian Asian lady in the background who's like, "What the fuck?" That they're zooming in on. Uh, we also have Michael Scott slapping his employee Ryan's butt, uh, which is just straight up physical sexual harassment. Um, neither is touched on in the episode. Also, I'm not necessarily saying that these are incredibly problematic moments because they're kind of criticized within the fiction of the show, but it is interesting that when you're going back and viewing media, like I, I just wanted to mention it cause I don't think it's a big deal, but I think as we watch some of these shows that have problematic bits or things that have been uncovered since that we're like, Oh, society has moved on from thinking this is okay. I mean, there are, there's definitely like a show or two or an, I feel like there's an episode of the office that isn't on Netflix or whatever. Like Mm. there's obviously one of community. There's one of almost everything. Um, and it's not really touched on in this episode. I just thought that was interesting.
0: No, that is interesting. Cause also in, in a weird way, this is slightly connected because the way you hear about all these younger kids and how they love the office on Netflix or whatever, um, because it really got like this big resurgence I mean part of it is just people nostalgia but I think a lot of younger kids really liked it and I think it's because it's like the edgiest thing they've ever seen you know like based on today's standards I'm just saying where things get kind of picked apart a lot whereas this was like yeah network show that was having fun with some of that stuff uh because it was kind of the goof and we understood it was the goof but we don't always understand the goof these days um but yeah yeah, it's uh, because like we like we mentioned, there's an Always Sunny one where they rewatch, and even though that show's always been edgy, like it was edgier. I really feel like the whole, the whole podcast must be just them apologizing for early episodes. That's what I think it is.
1: Oh uh, yeah, so maybe that'll be a future. You're saying there's a podcast where actors discuss the Always Sunny, right? That's what we're saying. Oh yes, so- yeah.
0: The actors from Always Sunny discuss do a rewatch. They basically do Office Ladies
1: great so we'll get into that when we when we get into it and yeah. I, I imagine it would have to be a lot of apologizing <laughs> uh because yeah again i'm not saying these are that bad but it is interesting that it's not touched on i'm sure we'll see a maybe a trend of this uh or maybe just the kind of haha it was the sign of the times haha <laughs> <laughs> oops yeah. sorry guys um so we get Angela's random cards. I was talking about Creed picks his teeth. That's one of her random cards. The other one is that in this her, her episode, eye she does roll. An,
0: she gets yeah, yeah.
1: She Sorry. does an enormous eye roll. Uh, and she, her factoid was she's been sent that eye roll, and she was like, "I guess I am a meme. I guess mm. I'm a meme eye roll," which I guess uh, goes in hand in hand with your mom vibes uh, yeah. on this, which is not negative in and of itself uh, and then just kind of calling out some weird continuity errors of how they were sitting in, in different shots so yes as I then... said I think she's I think she's at a disadvantage in my fugue yes. state Pam is my friend uh, mm. I, and I've had many an in joke with her before uh, but Angela is not and uh, they even have the same name the actor and the character so I, I just want to preface this by saying I think I'm being influenced but at the same time I didn't think Angela brought as much to this episode well uh, yeah as
0: Pam is my friend and then Angela's like my auntie that like had a few too many and she's still kind of hanging out and it's not like it's not it's not even ruining the vibe but it's just bringing a weird vibe like I'm talking to my friend Jenna and she's telling me about how she prepared to act drunk because you know they have a decent point about like it's not easy without being silly. And she wanted to kind of like get into that space and pick up little things. She went with BJ Novak and had some drinks and he like watched her and gave her notes. And she also mentions like her and Pam, uh, Jim and Pam's fight was not in the script. They improved it and they actually ended up using those, uh, not Jim and Pam, I'm sorry, Pam and Roy. Pam and Roy's fight was yes. not in the script. They improvised it and then they used that, actually used it in the episode or even like, uh, I think I had one other thing. Oh, the the kiss. Her, Yeah, her and John Krasinski had conversations on how that played out and what it meant to each of them. Like, in Pam's head, it's that she was drunk, went for a cheek kiss, and then he moved his head. It happened to be a kiss. But then to Jim, he's, uh, you know, he's sober and he's uh, in love with this woman. And he's a very problematic character in the modern age, but uh, <laughs> it's a big deal for him. But then meanwhile... Our auntie Angela is having a few drinks and she'll talk about her eye roll or she'll talk about uh she'll try to tell you where Oscar was and how Oscar was impossible to be in all the scenes he was in. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And then you just move on.
1: I think that's a great description. The vibe is not ruined. It's just <laughs> different um, yes. because it is just hard going from... uh you know uh what's his name creed is picking his teeth mm. to the next story being there's this scene where roy and pam are fighting just like you were saying and they were basically like yeah, we're, we're going to have to... They, they didn't have a script for it. It was improvised. They weren't going to use the audio. They didn't know the audio was going to be used. So what they were improvising went into the episode. That's like gold for me as someone who wants to learn about behind-the-scenes stuff that might not have come up elsewhere. And then there's the Creed Teeth thing. There's a, also... Uh, we get some in, inside scoops on the Chili's drama where first Chili's, mm. the restaurant chain, approved the use of their franchise. but Then they got nervous about all the drunkenness, etc., And they solved it by having basically uh, by adding the bit that Pam is is banned. She was supposed to throw up in there, but she falls off a chair instead. And then they have an actual Chili's manager, even though the location wasn't a Chili's. They have an (laughs) actual Chili's manager do this talk about her her being banned, which is kind of iconic in office uh, lore, I believe. So, yeah, all all actually ticking those boxes of what they promised in the uh, show description, I would say.
0: Absolutely. And um, I think we could start pivot. Let's let's kind of pivot out of like their main discussions Unless There's anything yeah. else you want to call out. I mean, there were two other ad reads. They did an, one for Indeed, which is like a job search and better help, which is therapy because it's like searching for jobs is tough. Sometimes you need therapy because it's really hard when you get when you get declined a lot for some of these jobs tell me tell
1: me about these ads (laughs) are they long uh like do they ramble or do they seem tightly scripted
0: they seem tightly scripted it Mm. seems like i'm sure these places could be like hey you could put it in your own words but i'm sure they're like yeah we'd rather just read like the copy like give us the ad copy we'll read through it um five ads wow yes i got five ads and then you can almost count their stitcher premium thing at the end but i guess that's more of like I guess that's more in the realm of like plugging your patreon or something like that which yeah. would be kind of a staple for any podcast
1: you're talking about the office ladies candy bag their earwolves premium bonus podcast content farm thing yeah uh
0: well actually i did like one other thing is she pitched the alternate ending where basically because there's the idea that this could be the sixth episode and potentially could be the last episode and she's like well let's redo the kiss but like as a real kiss and then greg Daniels yeah. like no, <laughs> let's not do that. Yeah, like
1: this bit where Pam is about to say something to, to Jim, and, and yeah. they're like, and she doesn't, and that, that was obviously interesting to hear about, and then she like pitched doing it properly, like she actually says the thing, and they resolve They will they, will not they? And Greg, the showrunner's like, no, we're not doing that, because yeah, then no. they might, they that would just give them more of a reason to end the show if they have that as a possibility, right? Like, yeah, yeah that's a great point, and like not something you would think of while like it's interesting because it's not something you would think of necessarily as the actor but as the showrunner you're like i'm not fucking filming an ending for them unless they (laughs) give me another three seasons (laughs) which is
0: great because i've heard i mean i regularly listen to like whether it be filmmaker podcasts or whatever and i've heard many a director or writer always say like you'll have a producer or someone be like well let's do this for safety and Mm -hmm. and you're like never do it for safety like or if you do it like fuck it up somehow like make sure it's fucked up because you know that the safety one if you have that safety one they're going to use it they're going to like whenever your...
1: they, they we're talking mostly about like when they want to do a different variation on yes. something right like when yeah. they want not not like because sometimes you can do for safety you just do oh, another take which for is sure like, but, totally different but they'll yeah. say like hey let's do this and then let's do some focus testing and see which version people mm. prefer in this weird scenario we've constructed to t- tell us how to make the most amount of money off this franchise <laughs> oh you know it ticks these boxes oh it's just so happens we're going to be using this because it actually tested better with uh with people people said the film made them sad yeah it's a fucking it's supposed to make you sad like <laughs> it's at that point movie. in the story no we thought we'd have the clown bit that we told you to put in i could see i could see how that happens so uh Good on them for, for not doing that. Yeah. Because obviously not... it did get renewed and renewed. Cause even after the sixth episode, it was just in increments. They were renewing it a few episodes, a few episodes, and then the full season order of you know 20 whatever episodes, which is just astronomical to us in today's uh terms where nothing mm. goes above 13 episodes.
0: What's so interesting about that as well, and I mean this gets more into the greater conversation of like TV versus streaming, is like the good of it is like usually your thing's done. Like, okay, we made a 10-episode series or something. Um, So you don't have that anymore. I mean, I guess guess you can kind of have it because people can binge it uh, where maybe it'll catch on. But it's like this weird... It's bizarre to hear like, oh, we're doing six episodes and then like three episodes in, the network's like, okay, do three more. And it's like this weird putting the train in, like putting the tracks down as the train's coming. Whereas now it's like, okay, you put... You're 10 episodes up on netflix and if in a week it's not watched a bunch like all right we'll cancel that even if like say a month later it somehow catches traction it's like oh we already canceled it I, I it's just bizarre to even think that there was an idea where you could be going week to week or even like relating it to something like buffy where you know famously spike was only supposed to be in like two episodes yeah, it's just weird to think how quick that feedback can come and be like, "Oh, this is working," or people are liking this, and you can uh, change it. Like it feels like that's really going away, like that yeah, type like, tro- of like
1: reaction. Mm like Troy and Abed being like the main pairing rather Mm. than uh, what was it supposed to be Abed and Pierce were supposed to be best friends or whatever in season one. It is really interesting. I feel like my whole upbringing, I was fighting, well fighting. I was, I wanted us to get where we are now. I was like more, (laughs) just tell one story and do it. Well, you know, enough of these shit episodes, the filler episodes that don't have anything to do with the main plot, whether it's, you know, i guess in a sitcom it's a very different idea but i feel like i always kind of wanted more of that and now that we're here we're seeing the flaws of that model which is often that it's like the plot of a season is usually like yeah that's enough for like a movie and you've stretched it out across 10 episodes so it's gonna drag in the middle that's a that's like the, a prime one but there's a few different problems you can run into but this is like this content, this uh, like t- television machinery that generates these shows, once you're in the middle of it, it is it has its own interesting little uh, quirks and they it, they can help you improve them over time for sure. So it is almost a lost thing. But I guess the, we'll see it again in, in our web shows that we'll, we'll yeah. make.
0: Well, and actually speaking of that, it reminded me because I did read on their the Office Ladies Wikipedia that. They have a animated office ladies animated thing. I guess I assume yeah. that's just segments from is it segments from the podcast or, or something else?
1: It is. It is by Comedy Central. I came across it. There's 10 episodes. Each of the episodes is 10 minutes long. Ooh. So this is like this is a lot of content. I didn't watch a full one through, but it's not like picking a favorite bit and then animating it. It's like clearly like picking whatever is the best from one of these one hour long episodes, turning it into an animated thing. And I was watching some of it and I thought, you know, the reason this works really well in Ricky Gervais's animated show is that's kind of a comedy show this is not really a comedy show and while and the thing that works good about animation uh animated podcasts is when people go into bits or stories or improv comedy you can illustrate what they're saying in reality if it's a dungeons and dragons thing like dan Harmon's done you can illustrate it uh by like yeah animating the the fantastical worlds that it's set in but this is just kind of like they're just kind of hanging out and talking about the office and then bits of it are animated so it's almost like overproduced uh but again i didn't watch a full thing Uh, but i was also like why would anyone watch a full thing of this so you know
0: well now i'm realizing they have an animated one on the dundies it looks like oh excellent so i think we fucked up because we didn't we didn't watch it the Dundee. Uh, oh yeah. it's basically the part where she's talking about what it was what it was based on oh and actually her oh. talking about her dress okay so it's all the beginning stuff mm,
1: okay uh, I, I i would watch it with you right now but i feel like because we're in old. an audio medium it's not going to be yeah. helpful to anyone anyway no, it's not um, gonna work but uh yeah. but also- what do you think i i feel like it is like this is a look this show is an icon in podcast history i would say i i've said a lot of nice things about it and i guess my point is that i could see why so many followed in these footsteps they have an animated mm. show on comedy central they've released a book it, one year ago in december 2021 they had 200 million downloads and a billboard in times square holy um, shit are you kidding me No, that's that's a year ago. So that's like two years after they started it. So well,
0: I was about to be annoyed because, like, as I'm reading about the animated series, I'm seeing they won a an iHeart Radio Podcast Award for Best Ad Read, and I'm like, their ad reads (laughs) sucked.
1: Well, well, well. They also got
0: (laughs) Podcast of the Year as well. But I'm sorry, continue.
1: No, I was just going to say, this is us pivoting away from the general discussion of the show, more on, yes. like, it, impact uh, and and business acumen is one of the things we should really judge these shows on. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't fault them in this regard.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like, but they're just handing out a awards. Like, I think, I guess, one thing maybe we need to discuss is, like, how much of this is just them putting on a good show and how much is of this is just getting the extra shine off of being on the of being like a, a, a you know an iconic show you know what I mean like obviously mm-hmm. like we'll get into it when we t- talk about like talking Sopranos like are they putting on a great show or is it just like Sopranos is the greatest show so even if you're doing shit it's almost like well it's guys from the Sopranos talking about the Sopranos you can't go wrong you know the uh, we, everyone loves the office and now it's like ladies from the office talking about the office the greatest ad read i've ever heard i'm buying up all the goddamn uh macy's gift
1: guides or whatever yeah did you uh, did you go to indeed and look for a new job after <laughs> uh, after get, hearing the ad read yeah um yeah i guess that ratio is what we're going to be talking about and it's the main conceit of our intro that they bring invariably in all of these shows they're going to bring enough shine that there's no point almost in anyone else doing a show like even though potentially podcasters who are not on the tv show can delve into things like themes etc it's still like no comparison to say the showrunner or uh, one of the main actors just as far as how much shine it's gonna get right so yeah. there's always gonna be a ratio sometimes it'll probably be like okay they're just coasting off the fact that they were in the sopranos or whatever t- whatever podcasts uh or whatever tv show and then sometimes it's gonna be kind of a balance i feel like this one at episode seven, you know, maybe it's different in episode 150, but episode seven, I feel like it's, it is, as I said, I didn't, I entered a fugue state. If I, I, this would not have happened if I'd never watched the office. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you can't separate it. I'm sure we'll discuss some of these shows where we haven't watched the thing, in which case I suggest we watch one episode from the middle of whatever show it is. And then we listen to their podcast and we'll be able to better determine what is the actual ratio there. But here I would say it's, it's, it's pretty heavy on the shine side also because the office is one of those extremely nostalgic shows.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to see who they were up against.
1: Although it looks like you're still on this ad, this this ad read fucking. (laughs) No, now I'm
0: looking at just podcasts of the year. Although it does look like it might've been a social media
1: vote. Well, that's always um, the case with podcast yeah. awards, and they're always fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like you know that, because so it really looks course...
0: like it looks like there's like fifty different podcasts that were. Oh wait, hold no, hold on. Best pop culture, best crime, best comedy podcast, uh, social impact award, podcast of the year. Okay, so yeah, they were up against Bunga Bunga, which I don't know what that is. Dolly Parton's America, nice white parents. Reply all stuff you should know sounds like shows. What do you know? The Breakfast Club, The Daily,
1: The, Happy,
0: <laughs> the Happiness yeah. Lab with Dr. Laura Santos, and Wind of Change. So, I, I guess I don't know any of those shows.
1: <laughs> I know most of them, they're all massive, basically. Yeah, um, like they, and that's the thing. All any podcast award is obviously like, and it's fair enough, you're not gonna see the likes of shows what you know on there mm. for your I Radio awards because for most award shows to my understanding it's all kind of a big money-making racket from the people hosting the awards like there'll be a lot of awards out there where you know you you kind of it's basically a trade of money for publicity one way or another like they're not true real you just make up that you're giving out an award just like what is what is the basis of it it's like oh we run a company that wants to make money or whatever um so yeah i'm, I'm not sh- shocked i was just laughing that it was up against the likes of uh the daily which is the second yeah. biggest podcast in the world i believe after <laughs> joe rogan <laughs> well and um, also yeah. I,
0: I this is something i think because i mean this is our first episode we're still figuring this out so this is something we'll typically talk about at the end but i think what we're going to need to do is every time we discuss a show we're going to rank them so right now, I mean Office Ladies is the only show. So Office Ladies is number one. Like this is the yeah. bar already. But each yeah. time we break it down, we're gonna have to see what is this better? Is this better or worse than Office Ladies? I mean, this is Podcasts of the Year Award winner 2021. So actually not a not a bad basis to start with for number one. Um, and some of the things we did talk about how we wanted to break it down was okay, inside stories, not just discussing the episode. We I think we both kind of admittedly did get not pulled in by every story, but uh, a good amount of the stories played out pretty well, especially considering this is episode seven. And now they're at like 140 something. So we have to assume they've gotten even better at this
1: point. So
0: we'll give, I mean, I guess I don't know if we're- Or they've
1: run completely dry, (laughs) which is a thing that faces every podcaster sooner or later. They'll start running into the problems they didn't expect coming from acting. (laughs) And that's where we also have an advantage because we know- When the tank's yeah. gonna run dry that's <laughs> no. why we quit our main podcast and this is our podcast yeah. now
0: <laughs> exactly i mean we haven't even discussed how we're gonna break these down are we gonna give them stars are we gonna give them uh, out of 10 are we gonna give them i guess we'll have to figure that out but we're gonna say kind of we're gonna give them a little huh on the inside store a uh, uh, huh thumbs up because most of the inside stories are very good and the i guess we got then great kind of discussing the episode which I guess they're already at a handicap because it's not like discussing a sitcoms rougher than obviously a nice filet mignon feast like the Sopranos you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. so it's going to be they're kind of at a handicap where it's like discussing the beats really all you can do is be like you know hey the jokes this joke was cool at least this has a little bit more meat on it because as they point out you know, uh, Michael Scott gets maybe a little bit more heart like a a one or two heart moments where you don't just hate him. And then of course we have the Pam and Jim arc that's really building here. Fan engagement.
1: Now let me get my, sorry, let me get my input on the first one. So the inside stories, if we're given, I'm going to maybe arbitrarily say out of five just for me to keep track. I think inside stories is a three leaning towards a four out of five for me personally. Yeah. something something in that range Hmm? yeah you know what i'm gonna give it a 3.3 okay well uh i don't think that our rating system will hold with (laughs) this many variables that we have to add them all up but i just to give you a general idea i think this is where they shined and also in the episode breakdown it, it was decent it didn't go into like we don't want them to go into detail it did a good job of spreading out the attention that they were giving to it but i think they did touch briefly on uh, the episodes standing in the overall structure of the show like where the direction pivoted here a little bit towards yes as you said michael being more sympathetic but also kind of the show doing its own thing uh, which is the main thing about the dundies episode i think so i would say is is a decent episode breakdown bringing us to fan engagement and running bits, et cetera. Now this is episode seven. Um, They have listener questions. They seem to base a lot of their structure around questions from listeners. But besides that, we're not really seeing a huge amount here, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's decent because it's like, yeah, it's the basis of what to start with. But I'm also, I would just take a point off, like say I was going to give it like a 3.5. I would take a point off alone for them reading the tornado question at the end where some lady wrote in a lie. She wrote in a lie to the show. I don't know if you even remember this. I do. She she says, every time I watch this episode, when Pam says, God is in this Chili's tonight, a tornado came. (laughs) A tornado came through my
1: neighborhood. Mm -hmm.
0: And no, it didn't, Okay, Don't do that. Don't
1: send in fake lies like that. But, Jim, I know it is probably not true. But just with the volume of people who have consumed The Office, uh, mm. isn't there a chance? I guess she did say within 10 minutes each time. Did she say within Maybe 10 minutes? She did, I think, and of that line. And yeah i guess maybe she was just doing a rewatch during tornado season and just, yeah. then she went back to it like she had to interrupt because of the tornado the only way i believe this is if she had to stop watching because there was a tornado she's like yeah oh, thank god that tornado is over next day still tornado season tries <laughs> to watch it again <laughs> <a fucking> tornado <laughs> and she's like the only logical thing that connects these is not my location where i live and the time of year no it is fully got in this chilies.
0: yeah the dundies and this is angela's best moment because she's like well where do you live like the, the the catharsis of this question is are do you live in tornado alley or are you living somewhere where tornadoes never happen <laughs> and you, it only happens when you watch the dundies episode
1: yeah i would uh, say low, low low score on fan engagement but that is you know it, i don't think that's mm. key to the success of the podcast but it's just with these there's probably going to be a lot of fans there's probably going to be a lot of you know Yeah, running bits is one I want to discuss as well, like bits that are integral to the podcast rather than, you know, the show. Not Um,
0: good. Right now, not good because it's essentially the same bit between them. One of them has fast facts. One of them has like notes or something like that. What was hers called? Like quick Uh, checks or something?
1: Random cards and fast facts. Yeah. Business acumen. Is a five out of five for me, Jim. It's gotta be. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you, how can you say that they're not savvy business people? They teamed up with Earwolf or Earwolf pitched it. I wish I knew more detail on the making of it and maybe we can find that. I mean, this is the first episode we're gonna be doing. Obviously, this is like an investigative journalism type podcast that we're doing that will probably eventually be bought by the new york times we you know Mm. it's just a natural progression so we'll dig deeper into this as we go but yeah teamed up with a big uh or at least now big podcast corporation and they have milked this thing for all that it's worth true and they got I guess further down we have merch reviews. They say, have a lot of different merch. Um, yeah. yeah, this
0: ties in with merch because they have a lot of merch. But then again, I can't remember if some of these are like, I guess they're office references. I can't tell if they're in jokes or office because I don't really remember the office that well. I mean, is Pretzel Day? I guess is that an office thing?
1: Yep. Okay. That's, that's an episode where it's Pretzel Day. Stanley's very excited, yep. I believe. Because um, yeah,
0: they have they have ugly Christmas sweaters, so they're already on it they're in the like the holiday season they have yeah pretzel day Christmas sweater party planning committee Christmas sweater sprinkles the cat I do remember they have they have a lot of Christmas themed stuff which is smart they're fucking hopping on it they have pins they have tumblers mugs wine glasses uh tote bags uh long sleeve 20 dollar
1: notebooks
0: <laughs> 15 dollar pencil pack
1: yeah
0: uh yeah they're not fucking around i mean pod swag i assume pod swag is just a place you could be like hey make my merch to order but obviously they're bigger where i'm sure they're getting a nice chunk because it's yeah. all generic shit as well else is on here
1: yeah it's looking uh, yeah i'm sure this might be one we'll see uh possibly a few times because you can shop by show right so uh i imagine there's a few on here but yeah they they are not shy about the amount of merch they have office ladies merch and they're also selling office merch and they're also selling their book that they wrote which seems to be just the same stuff that's on the podcast behind the scenes kind of stories etc in their book so business is all over this thing. Uh you know is, what's is what I'd say?
0: Not to jump the gun. I wonder if they do the same thing or not. And uh because Talking Sopranos put out a book, but it's literally like a transcription of the podcast. Like that's the book. Mm, do you believe yeah. that shit? I mean, we'll get into no. it, but come on.
1: Yeah, I have to like be honest, maybe it's cuz we had our Sopranos uh podcast, but I never really listened to uh Talking Sopranos, the the podcast from the actors. Um, so that'll be an interesting one once we eventually get to it here. I don't want to. Co- I, picked... I want to say anything rude in that because oh, yeah. we have a place, a minor place in the Sopranos fandom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I listen to uh, our, like specific episodes, or if they had a guest, but still, only like I've only listened to like four or five of them. But it was like when David Chase was on, or like. Steve Buscemi was on or like Pine Barrens or whatever but anyways we're, we're jumping the gun we're gonna discuss that show
1: I'm gonna um, I'm on Amazon and I'm clicking to look inside this book to see what can I find is it actually okay it seems to be uh no it's not at least it's not a script It's not a script, but it's going back and forth between them with kind of different headings. So it starts like Jenna, and then it's like a few pages, and there's pictures and things of her telling the story of her experience with the office, and then it switches to Angela. So I'm sure it's like 90% the same stuff that we're hearing on the podcast, just kind of condensed and Mm. written out. That's probably it. Um, Yeah, some
0: poor writer has been slaving away for decades trying to write a book, had to listen to every episode and like put it into his own words. (laughs)
1: I genuinely think a lot of it is just lifted from their ramble, random ramblings from the podcast. And then, yeah, someone else has cobbled it together. But either way, business is great. And that is why that's there great. are so many. Yeah. yeah, that's great. They're making money. And that's the main thing. And that is why there are so many people copying this. Like, it obviously wouldn't. We, we wouldn't have seen this massive wave of it unless people were financially successful at it. Um, I, was we'll going, go ahead.
0: I was going to shit on the theme song when I heard it because i was like why you should have you should have a generic sounding version of the office theme song is my first thought maybe that's hack but my mm. first thought is obviously you can't use the office theme song or maybe you i mean they've got 200 million downloads pony up some fucking dough get the office theme song but then again that's dough out of their pocket and these are greedy ladies uh, so my first thought they're
1: is there ladies with business acumen Jim, please <laughs>
0: So my first thought is you get like a off-brand sounding version of that. They have this weird fucking folk song or whatever. But then I realized it's because it's Creed made the song, right? The 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 actual
1: guy. Creed. I didn't even realize this. I thought it started with just like music, but then they're kind of explaining their concept. But mm. it, does it have an actual intro? Like I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, Rubber Tree.
0: Uh, it's by mm. Creed. It's by Creed Braddon, the guy, the actor that played Creed on The Office. Uh, let me find. See if I can find the track real quick.
1: Well, I found an instrumental one, but I, I maybe again fugue state. I I thought that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Uh, office ladies. Okay.
0: I didn't realize aren't it they, was more of a full song. Like they use a piece of it, obviously.
1: But aren't they talking over this? Aren't they like, "Hi, we're the ladies yeah. from the office." That's what I'm saying. So I didn't even clock it as a theme uh, tune. It's just kind of them selling their pitch to, uh, to the show with some fine music in the back.
0: Well, I just, I didn't notice at the beginning. He actually sings on it. I didn't notice it at the beginning either, but it came in towards the end. And I was like, wait, what is this? Uh, and then they were like, oh, by Creed Bratton. And I was like, oh, okay. That Then it went from being like a one to like, okay, this is a four. All oh, right, Okay. Just because I like the detail that it's, oh, it's the guy. It's the weirdo Creed from the show. yeah So it's a a nice little hidden ref.
1: Yeah. And I think the only other thing we have jotted down is kind of web design and graphics. What do you think of their cover art and website? I mean, podcast websites should be simple, and this one is pretty simple and functional. So can't really blame it for that. What do you think about the art and graphics and so on?
0: I mean, it's really it's it's a no brainer. They kind of have to do what they're doing because it's them front and center, which it should be. And then it's, you know, the office is just a basic ass font for the show logo. So they're using a similar thing, just a regular like office font. So I, I can't I mean, you could try to be like, it should be this or this some elaborate whatever. But no, simpler is better. It's a no brainer. They're doing it right there. Um, And I think we have to talk about their web design though, but
1: go ahead. Okay. Well, we have to talk about the name, right? Like, is this the perfect name for it? I think, you know, they have to have the word office in there because in Mm. their branding, they have to have office in the same font as the office. Um, And just sticking ladies on there. It's not really that clever or funny, uh, but it is accurate. And that's, All I'll say for it. And that is accuracy is what we've prioritized in the title of our new podcast, the podcast about the podcasts about television. So I can't really blame it that much. I also realize the irony of trying to criticize someone's podcast name when we just named this show what we did. But yeah, well, I think the branding, it, it makes sense, right? Like, it's not necessarily exciting, but it gets the message across.
0: If I had one criticism, it's that they don't have a colon and then like a subtitle. Like Office Ladies, the Office Oracles, or something like that. You know what I mean? I think those always We love
1: we <laughs> love a subtitle. And I don't think it's ever helped us, but we always have a subtitle. This might be the first time that we don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, an excellent point.
0: Um, um But yeah, I mean I guess uh, well, the thing is we're gonna have to figure out <laughs> I guess we should have figured out well, yeah, I guess we'll stick maybe the one to five. Um and we're going to have to start tracking these, but at least right for the here and now, this is number one. Number one, uh, Office yeah. Ladies, this is the bar. Who's who's going to surpass it?
1: I think that's exactly how we rate it. Like we we take into account all the aspects, and then we put it against all the other shows we've heard on this, and I would say that, yeah, this is the top one so far. Fair play, Office Ladies. You yes. know not what you have wrought on the world of podcasts with the creation of mm-hmm. this. You did not know what this first chess move would lead to you know it's like queen's gambit over here i'm seeing all the move all the pieces start moving here with office ladies all they're trying to do is record a podcast and make some dough can't really blame them they didn't know they were going to destroy an entire industry of podcasters uh that there was going to be a wave this was going to be zach braff on kickstarter 2.0 you know this is where it all falls apart for us the internet natives as famous people with clout and shine step in and take over i guess that's pretty much where we'll end it for this one uh we i don't know what we're doing next we're going to as as we said we we we're going to discuss different shows that talk about TV shows from actors. If you have a suggestion, leave it uh, in a review on Apple podcasts or send it to us at shows, What you know, on Twitter, that's you, the letter you, I guess we could change it, but I don't think the podcast about the podcast about television is going to be under Twitter's character limits. So fuck mm. it. Um, yeah anything else you want to say about office ladies before we wrap up
0: well i'm really glad i was going to i was going to bring up a criticism earlier that they did uh, an over an hour long show on a 22 minute episode and i guess to be fair ours is over an hour but we're discussing an over an hour long show so at least we're matching their energy you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but yeah i guess that's all there is to be to be said we don't really have an outro so i'll just say i'm jim i'm jacob And this has been the podcast about the podcasts about television.